Season 1 is over. We tackled Jason Voorhees, Pinhead, and Death himself. We have survived. A new year has come. Season 2 of Beauty and the Geast Podcast has begun. Folks, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Beauty and the Geast Podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Uh, I am one of your fabulous co-hosts today, Pat DeGeest, along with uh, The Beauty. Yeah, I'm here too, like usual. And we brought in a guest for this week. We have a very special guest, as he is going to be coming up at Crypticon Minneapolis as a vendor selling his masks. So we'll let him uh, introduce himself here. Hi, I'm Ambry. Welcome. <laughs> Great Welcome, to be here. Anbury. Big fan, you guys know that. One yeah. of the few people that actually listens to the episode, so we're we're glad to have you here. Thank you. I uh, look forward to actually all your conversations and different multiple facets you do every episode. Thanks, so, man. And we uh we're fans of yours. Tell us <laughs> uh, tell us a bit about what you do at uh, well at Crypticon and and the rest of the year. I go there with my uh, partner Orknuts, and uh, we uh, basically gouge up as much space as we can find because we get like a six foot table only, and I've got like a thousand masks. So we do with what we can, and we probably overcrowd the hell out of everyone around us, and. Um, then, uh, for the most part, I sit there and uh, here and there try to help, but my uh, partner does the sell, <laughs> for the most part. So, yeah, Crypticon Minneapolis, September 15th through 17th, 2023, at the Crown Plaza West Hotel and Conference Center in Plymouth, Minnesota, which is a suburb of Minneapolis. So, uh, I think I'm going to be attending at least one of those days. Yeah, and same here. I'll be down for for at least one of the days. It's probably the one thing I look forward to all year because it was such a fun time. I've uh, I've never been to one of these besides like selling masks. What do you like to do at, at Crypticon? I like to uh, <laughs> I kind of walk around and uh, see all the celebrities, and uh, sometimes I like to pick out certain celebrities to try to screw with a little bit. Like last year, it was uh, the kid that. Uh, from the Child's Play movies to Young Andy. So I was giving him little voiceovers behind his back when he was walking in front of me saying, hey, Andy, and he'd turn around and, uh, you know, just totally keep walking. But uh, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan, who's the boss is there this year? So that might be a fun one. Yep, Dan- Danny Pintaro. So now if you really want to traumatize him, you can bark like Cujo because he was up to it now. I should. Oh man, what's Danny Pintaro up to? Nah, I don't even. I don't I go five feet. He's, he's, <laughs> he's appearing at Crypticon, so probably not much. Sure uh, not much al- lately. I also have Zach Galligan, who is Billy from Gremlins, is also going to be there. So, uh, got a couple of childhood, um, I guess, movies, TV stars that are going to be there from when our childhood was going on. So, I mean, at least you can ask Danny Pintaro if he ever saw Melissa Milano naked and got to bang her. But 
<laughs> you know the the stars hook up a lot. That would be a major win for Danny. <laughs> Today the show ended. He was probably like ten. Hell yeah, man! But with uh, all of the people with from the Terrifier series that are also going to be there, they got Lauren Lavera, Elliot Fulham, Catherine Corcoran, Leah Voice, and Jenna Canal. I'm assuming they're going to do a panel and probably have. Um, well, I don't know if they'll have an update on Terrifier 3 or not, but I know that, that there was pretty some pretty big rumors and been confirmed from what I read that Terrifier 3 is going to happen. Yes. Um, also, the last uh, previous, there is videos out there of that, that panel doing it at Crypticon together in different states. So I'm guessing they're probably set up to do it as well because they have a lot of crap that goes on at Crypticon. Maybe yeah. we could do like impromptu audition for Terrifier 3. That'd be awesome. Try to sneak in there. <laughs> so then they, uh, probably the biggest name that I'm looking forward to, just because I think he's probably had one of the most interesting lives in the world, is Jake Busey. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his dad both, haven't they? I mean, just even just being around his dad was probably, you know, I mean, he's been in some great movies. You know, he's got Starship Troopers, Frighteners, uh, you know, so he's got, he's got some great movies under his belt. But then also, yeah, dealing with his dad and, and uh, you know, just dealing with everything that Gary Busey is known for after Basically. a motorcycle accident. Yeah, basically, Busey uh, was never really acting, was he? Gary Busey <laughs> I don't think so. His... He doesn't seem like it. He, seems, <laughs> he just yeah, acts just... like normal in his movies. Yeah, he's just like that everywhere. <laughs> he's just <laughs> living his life, and everybody else thinks he's acting. It's <laughs> awesome. So l- let me ask how uh, how meeting these people goes. Are they just like all at a table, and you pay for autographs? Or are they walking around? Like how? No, do you... yeah, yeah, they got their own table just like vendors like i will <clears throat> and you just walk around and uh they got the prices for autographs pictures whatnot and um they're sitting at the table you know I, i'll wave to them if i don't want to you know pay them from distance and they'll wave back some of these people but sure. yeah they're pretty cool like i smiled at tom arnold and he smiled back that was cool you know i didn't want to <laughs> he was pretty expensive <laughs> you, you didn't sing i'm my own grandpa with him no i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> I must be out of the loop. Uh, it's from the stupids. Ah. <laughs> one of the one of the classic Tom Arnold movies. Ah, interesting. Uh, yeah. Then there's people that I have no idea who they even are. I mean, Clint Howard. You wouldn't rec- You wouldn't know the name, but you'll definitely recognize the face. Oh yeah, Ron, he's Ron Howard's brother, right? I, uh, that's what I was told. That's pretty big time, I think. Yeah, he certainly certainly could be, but you rec- you would recognize the face, Ken Kurzinger, who actually played Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. Boom. And then you have uh, James Jude Courtney, who has been the last, who's been the Michael Myers for the last three movies that they did for that. Um, then they got some professional wrestlers coming in. So the Blade and the Bunny from All Elite Wrestling. And then there's a few other people that uh, look like artists and uh, other people that I don't even recognize. So Who 
who gets the uh, the biggest lines? Like these these famous horror movie people, or just like the hottest chick? Oh, let me think. Um, geez, uh, he, I heard the guy from Sons of Anarchy would be a big one. It's always about the biggest people. Like I'm sure Tom Arnold, he was he was pretty close to us too was pretty big and I heard he was pretty nice but I didn't hear such great things about the Sons of Anarchy guy. Oh yeah, that was Ryan Hurst. That Ryan was Hurst, there. yeah. But can as you, for that... Oh, go ahead. Uh, can, you, can you bring shit from home for them to sign? Or do yep. they just like yep. sell pictures and yep. stuff? Yep, that's what I got my Jason Part 2 signed. Oh, hell yeah. Class. Yeah, nope, and I got one of my fiberglass jason versus freddy somebody gets signed and my friend mask maker in uh alaska sent me three fiberglass ones to get signed for him because he they don't get that up there in alaska ever yeah nobody wants to fly to alaska <laughs> for a convention sounds like they don't even get crap shipped to them like they're in the u.s <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, I know you had a comedy show in, La- in St. Cloud last weekend. How'd that go? Sell out the yeah. room? Yeah, I had a couple. Uh, I had one in Brainerd on Friday, one in uh, St. Cloud, uh, technically St. Joseph on Saturday. Both were great, man. Friday was uh, was Jeffrey Osmus, who, man, he, he freaking killed. And he showed up. Uh, kind of like how I'd expect Gary Busey to show up. <laughs> Made me a little worried. He looked like he hadn't slept the night before. Like I had been messaging him. He ignored everything I said. He just then just showed up, killed the room, <laughs> went home. Like he's clearly got talent. Hopefully he doesn't kill himself with drugs and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then in St. Joseph. Yeah, same thing. St. Joseph, I performed with some... Uh, great minnesota comedians and uh, it was a full room everybody did very very well um including myself and uh, yeah it was a fantastic night so that's great awesome. couple of shows sounds great how about and you me, what have you been up to uh last week i went with some friends to go see the riff tracks live version of rad um and Oh, I enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed it. I had never seen the movie before, and it's always fun to watch the original. Uh, well, I guess I don't know if it's it's not the original Mystery Science Theater three thousand guys. It's two of the originals, and and then uh, Mike Nelson. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a fantastic time. Uh, I hadn't seen the movie before. Uh, did not know initially that Lori Laughlin was in it till I saw her name pop up on the screen. And yeah, uh, the bicycle boogie was uh, quite an interesting scene there. So <laughs> a lot of fun, though. I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, if I've seen it, see. I don't remember. Pretty old yeah. school. You have to you have to watch him try to race hell track. <laughs> is that the the most dangerous bmx bike track in town or something they're, yeah they're building one and to try to it's essentially the grand opening of hell track and so they're trying to essentially franchise 
hell tracks across small towns that are, would be interested in BMX all the time. And they bring in all these professional riders <laughs> into this little town and crew Jones, who's the, the, like the, the local favorite there has a, has a little bit of a, uh, I, I guess it's a, a warm hearted uh, rivalry with, a, with the police officer who looks like Sergeant Slaughter. And, uh, because he chases him like Sergeant Slaughter's on his motorcycle and he's chasing Crew Jones on his BMX bike through like this lumber yard. And, and you know, and, and after he gets, you know, after he gets away from him and trap, you know, and everything, he just kind of shake, you know, just smiles and shakes his head and waves goodbye as him as his two buddies right off down the road, you know. So it's just like, but yeah, um, <laughs> it sounds like uh was it airborne was that the rollerblading one with tom I'm, no i'm thinking air bud <laughs> that we will rehash every like shitty <laughs> 80s trope 80s and 90s movies about youngsters and their uh hobbies but well th- think about the mighty ducks but instead of hockey it's bmx racing and, and you'd have rad yeah, it sounds like it. Airborne, Airborne was rollerblading, yeah, and they, it, it had Seth Green in it, and they had to ride down. They called it the Devil's Backbone, which was the most dangerous rollerblading race. <laughs> and what yeah. was it? Gleaming the Cube was the skateboard one with Tony Hawk and a bunch of other famous ones. Yeah, <laughs> Every so, youngster's mode of transportation, I'm sure, had a kick-ass movie in the 80s and 90s. But yeah, so so they actually brought in too the the Rift Tracks guys brought in the uh, the star of Rad, and he was there in the audience as they were making fun of the movie as well. <laughs> but that was that was a pretty good time. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, a couple times the sound kind of cut out for a split second here and there, but. Again, they're in Nashville doing the, um, you know, do watching the movie and rip it, you know, and riffing on it while we're in theaters all across the U.S. watching it. So it was it was a live show, but they were in a different theater. Uh, so some small technical problems can sometimes happen like that. And uh, yeah, beyond that, nothing. Uh, nothing really new going on, so just been taking care of stuff at the house. Homemaker. Yeah. I made pickles today, speaking of homemaking. Not to, <laughs> not to show off. Not to brag, but... Refrigerator pickles. Yeah. Not to go down on a pickle tangent. Alright, well, I think we're about ready... Let's do it. Take off on the start of the next series that we're going to do, which is going to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 1974 film directed by Toby Hooper. Um, so we'll let, uh, we'll kick off right here. Where did you guys watch it? I think it's, it seems like it's free everywhere. <laughs> I got it on Tubi. I also watched it on Tubi. 
I watched it on Amazon, but they uh, I think it was Amazon through Freevee because they had ads. Yeah, Freevee is just yeah secondary service from. You don't need the Prime subscription, but they do have ads on there. So as we start off this movie, they kind of starts off on the side of the road. As, Dead armadillo. Yep. They got the, <laughs> So you know it's a, you're in for a wild ride. Yes. Yeah, Kevin Heffernan was not wearing it as a helmet. <laughs> That's a 2000-whatever Dukes of Hazard reference, if you didn't quite get that one. But, yeah, there is a radio report going on about how a local graveyard has been... Uh, Bodies have been coming up missing. Sometimes it's the full body. Sometimes it's just the head and other pieces. And uh, our group of five is on their way to make sure that their grandfather, you know, at that uh, Sally and Franklin's grandfather's grave has not been disturbed. Not to mention, at a side point there, uh, they had some pretty cool little uh, displays of dead people that they showed there at the beginning, I must say. <laughs> Yeah, with the yeah, is they're, is they're kind of flipping through, going through the radio report, and it shows them all on the side of the road. And Franklin was a little too close to the road, and uh, <laughs> he's, he, Franklin is wheelchair bound. This guy yeah. is fucking. I tell you, man, <laughs> this guy only makes you want to watch him die. But yeah, he gets a little too close he's, to the road. He's pretty semi, whiny. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was pretty whiny. Uh, semi gets a little too close, and uh, I, I don't know if it was the draft of it or whatever, pushes him down the road, which made me only think of the uh, scene from Mac and Me that Paul Rudd shows on Conan O'Brien all of the time. <laughs> I think he was trying to piss into a cup, and some truck flew by, shot mud over, and not for some reason it must have made him jolt and run his wheelchair down the hill. <laughs> which, which is dumb because like he's in like tall grass, just pissed into the grass, man. Like what? Why is he? Why is he trying to save it? You know? I think <laughs> I think he might not have as good control as some of us could. You know, you got to yeah. aim at an angle when you're sitting down. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean. I mean your legs get in the way, so he probably he didn't probably didn't want to piss all over himself. So putting it in the cup is the easiest thing to do. Then he can just dump it out of the side of his wheelchair. Drink it. Well, who knows with this guy? Uh, yeah, you never know. But I, yeah, so he rolls down the hill, wipes out. Uh, they get him back up into the van. They take off again, and uh, they see a hitchhiker. So they pick him up. Good idea. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the hitchhiker was played by Edwin Neal, and his uh, his name in here is just the hitchhiker. But yeah, they're right outside the slaughterhouse. It smells really bad. Um, and Franklin, of course, being just Franklin, is talking about how they used to just bash the the uh, livestock that were brought into the slaughterhouse with a sledgehammer, and it would take multiple th you know multiple hits to kill them. And now they have done a, resorted to a much more humane way of just having a bolt gun like they had in uh, No Country for Old Men. 
which a car for women and most you know half women half men mostly would love to hear about you know during a trip yeah yeah i'm sure (laughs) you know there's there's one thing that you don't have to worry about when it's when it's frank and and that's being weirder than franklin (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's also like pick cleaning his fingernails with a pocket knife and yeah, talking about brain and cows at a slaughterhouse. <laughs> yes, he is the life of the party. <laughs> wheels, I call them wheels. But yeah, uh, hitchhikers. There, they're, again, they're talking about you know, hitchhiker says, oh, you know, I was at the slaughterhouse. My uncle works there, whatever. And they asked him, Franklin, of course, being Franklin, asked him if he had ever been into the kill room, and he's like, yeah, he's like. I don't like the bolt gun. I like when they brained him with a sledgehammer. And Franklin's like, yeah, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. You should give me a high five. But uh, no, don't do it. But uh, yeah, so he he gives him. uh, Did did Franklin give him his knife? He he asked to look at it, yes. Okay. Or either that or he did grab it. It was something. I think he might have. I remember he just kind of took it out of his hand. Yeah, he cuts himself along the nose, then cuts his deep cut in his hand. And he's like, and then he just gives it, gives him back the knife. And then and he goes like, into a, a fun description about head cheese, which my dad used to. He would buy on occasion, <laughs> and it was it was disgusting back then. It's even worse hearing about like how it's made. Like they just, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> slow cook the head and the brains until it like turns into jelly or something. Oh, sure, hot dogs are no different. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I mean, hot dogs don't have brains in them; they just have lips and assholes. <laughs> you know, I'll take <laughs> the a delicious part. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, the guy decides he's going to take a picture of, of the group, so he pulls out his uh, Polaroid. Instant early 70s camera takes the picture, then it's like, Hey, oh, that'll be two dollars. <laughs> you know, I took the picture, you got to pay me. Hustler, and yeah, and they're like, Well, that's not a very good picture, so we're not gonna pay you. And he pulls out his own knife, he's got like a little straight razor, he didn't even pull it out of his titties, he pulled it out of a boot, so pulls out a straight razor. Gives Franklin a good old cut with the straight razor, and then he does something where he likes dumps gunpowder, or I don't even know what it was, on the picture of Franklin and ignites it in the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, and, and they and they throw him out. <laughs> and he wipes all of his blood all over the van while he's thrown out. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, this guy either has superhuman speed. Or their van is a gigantic pile of shit and can't go very fast because this guy's running next to their van, slapping it, kicking it, trying to fucking mess all over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, they're, these are broke. I don't know if they ever say how old they are, but like teenagers or maybe college kids. I'm sure their van's a piece of shit. Right. But I mean, you think it would. Be able to go faster than somebody can run, especially <laughs> somebody that looked like the hit. I mean, it's not like he was, you know, like Forrest Gump and could actually run. This guy didn't look like he was in great shape at all, but yet they managed to 
smear the back panel like halfway across it with you know like halfway up and down with blood and <laughs> kick it multiple times as he's running alongside of it too they were pretty much trotting that thing along while he got time to do that and there was a few things like that where uh <clears throat> certain parts or somebody lets you get a little bit uh we'll give you a little space here to get away a little or <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah certainly later <laughs> Yes. Do you guys? Do you guys ever pick pick up a hitchhiker before? No. no. Oh, that seemed uh, to be a thing before our time. Actually, one time uh, when I was leaving Dorns late at night with Bob, uh, after playing cards, uh, that dude that, that shot his brother came up to us. I was like eighteen. Me and Bob were, and asked for a ride up to the gas station. So I said, oh, "Okay, you know, fine." And he's talking. He goes, "You guys are good kids. You guys are good guys. All right, all right." Because, you know, you never know who you can trust. Someone could have a gun on them like I do right now. And I stopped and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, the guy that lived up the hill? Yes. And uh, I was frozen for a bit there. And uh, he just got out of the car. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, after looking at Bob, like, we're going to have to go. We're going to have to put down right there. (laughs) We had to. Yeah, creepy. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, man. Creepy as hell. Yeah, I never have either. Unless you're the creepy one picking people up and you want them to get in your car. I got a lot of different kind of fan, you know, followers. Yeah, I just I just see people begging for money on the exit ramps. I don't, I don't see people actually trying to hitchhike anywhere anymore. No. It's a serial killing waiting to start. But now they stop at a gas station. And, With no well, gas. Frank Franklin does talk about how the the grandfather's house is right around here and they should go visit it and but they're on their way to the graveyard, but they need to get gas. But yeah, so they stop. Oh, gas station doesn't have any gas. They have bar- uh, barbecue. They have barbecue, you know that's made of good shit, you know. Well, I mean <laughs> it is it is Texas barbecue, so it probably is pretty good, but careful i don't know pretty i don't sure know I knew that was made of <laughs> well yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know if i'm trusting it once you find out further on yeah yeah <laughs> you should stick around here we got some delicious barbecue you shouldn't go around messing around other people's houses area <laughs> yep so anyway yeah the 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 tanker that's supposed to be coming to fill up the this Gas the gas station is should be in later on the in the afternoon. So, I stick around, have some warm barbecue, or <laughs> go to the library and read a book. But don't go messing with other people's houses until they find out that your daddy used to you know that your daddy owns the house that you're looking for. How about the then guy get, washing the window? He get really real, elaborated on him. Yeah, you get real curious once you find out that that piano. There's a house that that's owned there out there. Yeah, it's definitely hillbilly country where they're where they're driving around. So any yeah, they they find the house. Of course, everybody bitches at Franklin about running out of gas before they get back are able to get back to the gas station. Uh, this this actually was kind of funny though. They get to the house, everybody goes inside. Except for Franklin, because he can't get in there. <laughs> well, out there. 
and and so he's stuck out there. He finally makes his way, I guess, near the house. He can hear everybody laughing. And so now he feels put out because he can't get into the house. He's struggling to actually even get up the path to the house. And uh, yeah, he hears. So he starts kind of mocking them, laughing. And I believe it's Kirk and Pam decide that they're gonna go off. They're they're looking they're looking for the swimming hole that Kirk was telling them about. So they. Uh, yeah, they go they go looking for that. And uh Kirk tells them how to how to get or Frank sorry, Franklin tells them how to how to get to the the swimming hole. So they go and as they're doing that they find an old farm back there. And they see a generator and gas tanks and you know, they're like, Oh, we could just take some of their gas and we'll just you know, give him my guitar for a bit, and then when we get gas from the gas station, we'll just come back and pay him and give him gas back and get my guitar. I don't know about that house, though, that they're going in. Yeah. I mean, as they're, as they're looking around the original house that they're at, too, there's bones and shit everywhere. Uh, it's just really does not look... Uh, like it's been lived in and really a place you'd really want to hang out. More like died in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was there was a dead animal in there, a dead bird in there. But dead also... critters, yeah, it's completely dilapidated, falling apart. It's and they're just I don't even know what their plans are. Like it's would you guys ever be like, I heard there's a grave robbery. Let's see if my grandpa's bones got stolen. And let's just go stay at his rotting house. <laughs> like you got, they must know it's falling apart. Whatever. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not going to stay. I mean, they're just there to kill some time and go swimming for a little bit, and and then once once they actually get, uh, you know, are able to get gas from the gas station, they're going to keep going to the cemetery. But. Uh, yeah, Kirk and Pam are out looking for the swimming hole. Kirk finds the he go he you know he's knocking on the door to try and figure out what's going on and he just, you know, I mean this is the early, you know, mid 70s. So he just walks right in right. to the house cuz the door, you know, screen door is is closed, but the other door is open and he he just yeah, he just walks right in and it's asking oh, for it. Yep. So, <laughs> Pam, yeah, Pam waits outside. He's, yeah, goes right in there. Again, the good old days when you could trade your guitar for gas in a stranger's home. And he's listening. He hears pigs squealing. He shouts out a little bit and then uh, comes on in. What? That's just it. Back then, especially in like what, Texas? I mean, people are armed with guns up to the. They're going to shoot you the dead. And they're not going to fucking let you come walking in. <laughs> I'd be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I guess it's what we expect half happens because, uh, of course, <laughs> Kirk goes to investigate the pigs. Uh, door opens. Kirk gets brained by Leatherface, aka Thomas Hewitt. T. Bubba. Hewitt. 
Bubba Sawyer is the other one. So there's a discussion that, uh, about because they make two different names of Leatherface throughout the series. Do they? Yes. Kind of made me mad because I always thought it was Thomas Hewitt myself until I started hearing Bubba Sawyer now. Yeah, he's listed on Rotten Tomatoes as Bubba Sawyer Jr. And, uh... Huh. Yeah. So... You'll, you'll see the Thomas Hewitt in later movies. Trust me. They'll, <laughs> they'll totally call him that right there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Pam hears a little bit of a commotion. So she goes in and guess what happens to her? She yeah, she's poking around and she stumbles on uh, oh. what room full of bones or whatever. Fucking uh, that that bird hair, bird feathers everywhere too. That'd be oh, I mean I can handle bones, but bird feathers that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it's it's a mix of like bird feathers animal bones there's it looks like human bones like all posed out all over the place yeah, of course a femur or so yeah yeah she she freaks the hell out you know starts screaming she uh, loses it when she sees a chicken in a cage well that's yes. the, the one live thing scares the shit out of you i don't get that but okay <laughs> of Maybe course she uh, yeah she attracts it. the attention of of leatherface Grabs her, like drags her into uh, I don't even know what is it the kitchen, the meat meat locker, whatever. Hoist yeah. her up onto the meat yeah. hook, just hangs her there alive, and uh, then he grabs the chainsaw and cuts up her man Kirk right in front of him. When you first right start hearing the annoying screaming right there, <laughs> wow! This movie has been it really got my attention about annoying screaming. So yeah, that's when you first hear it. They emphasize it in a couple spots. It was it, it. It still wasn't as bad as Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> like there, there was a, there was a lot of screaming in this, but it was not as bad as Rob Zombie's Halloween. I, I believe you said it was the whole movie she was screaming. <laughs> it certainly seemed like it. <laughs> that would be terrible if it was. <laughs> And I, I will add too, like this is a slow, uh, slow intro. We, like we're over thirty minutes <laughs> in before we get to this kill, which some people, some people don't like a slow burn, but they they did that more often back when this was made. Yeah, this was before Freddy, before Jason, before Mike Myers, even I believe. Yep. Yeah, this was a few years before Halloween. People had more patience, I think, back then. Now you have to have a that, that like meaningless uh, character kill scene. In the first five minutes, and then you get to the real plot. That's yep. True. Yeah, they took a cue from the. I mean, it's the old seventies. I mean, this is the most. The, the movie's based off of Ed Gein, you know, the, the prolific serial killer that wears people's skin or whatever and puts it on lampshades. <laughs> and they just made a family out of it, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. I'm I'm halfway through a book about Ed Gein. Interesting guy. Yeah, the, the the weirdest part is like he, like he had like dried out leathery, like yeah, like faces and every vaginas, mm-hmm. but they like, I don't, know, they were just like in bags or like drawers. Probably getting like, prepared to sell them, I would think, I would hope. Yes. Well, yeah, like I, if I went all the work <laughs> to get a, if I went to all the work to get a bunch of vaginas, like I'm not gonna. Just throw them in my, my junk drawer. No, you make a necklace out of them, you know. You right, call yourself right. a pimp. 
Yeah, display them <laughs> prominently. Make an eye patch out of it. Yeah, this yeah, an eye patch. <laughs> this is this is my favorite vagina. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as we get back to <laughs> the the movie here, we have Jerry, Sally, and Franklin left. And uh so yeah, they're Jerry, back at the van. Yep, back at back to the van. Uh, Jerry's like, "Oh, well, where's you know Kirk and Pam?" And Frank's like, "Oh, they were going swimming." So he goes off to look for them. Which uh, again, he he eventually comes across the same house and meets Must the same same last house on the block or something. Only house on the block, I'm guessing. Viewable from the swimming pond, I'm assuming, because you know that they didn't they did not go very far. Yeah, yeah. They keep getting led there. Yeah, and he yeah, he goes up in again, walks right in the house, um, hears like some rattling or whatever, some noise in, in the big old chest freezer, opens it up, it's uh Pam, I assume, is still in there, half alive. That was that was my assumption with it too, but there there is there is a woman in there, yes, who uh, yeah is still alive, and again immediately, uh, as soon as he opens up the door, sees that she starts kind of moving around, screaming, and Leatherface immediately comes in and whacks him good and kills him. Yeah, brains him again with a sledgehammer, which, <laughs> as we remember, that was the. Uh... That was the crazy hitchhiker's guy's favorite way to kill the, the cows. Yeah, when you hit someone like that with a sledgehammer, they they go, you know. Uh, you did a good yeah. job acting on it, I thought. That's that's gonna crush skulls. That's gonna make you, you know, half stupid right there in seconds. Yeah, he's doing he is twitching and yeah, he was <laughs> good job. Some of the acting some of the acting was lacking at times, but mm. yeah, that, Getting brained by a sledgehammer. That guy nailed it. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, so, again, I believe now, well, of course, then he shuts the freezer again, puts puts her back in in the freezer. And, uh, yeah, now you, you get back to Franklin and Sally. Oh. And, and Frank, Franklin's like, Whiny as shit here. Jesus. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Can't like, push me. You got, I couldn't keep up. You're in a wheelchair. Roll the damn thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah she wants like, the flashlight because she's gonna go check. Sally's gonna check on them now, and he's like clearly afraid of the dark. <laughs> it's oh. yeah, it's it's starting to get dark. They're in a place that they're unfamiliar with. But yeah, they, they he doesn't want to be left alone because I mean, well, he he can't defend himself at all. We already saw that with the hitchhiker, but he also can't go trekking through the woods because he's in a wheelchair. And anyway, oh uh, yeah, so they they take off, and uh, Sally is pushing him through the woods. When uh, Leatherface just jumps out, and you get the namesake of the movie because Franklin gets Texas Chainsaw Massacred. There's Leatherface fires up the chainsaw right in the gut, just going to town on Franklin. Did every watcher a favor at that point? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> just get them out. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Just chops them up good. And it's great because, like, the whole time I'm thinking, okay, this guy's in a wheelchair. Clearly, he will stand no chance as soon as the action starts. And he doesn't. Like, he just, he's got about two seconds to yell, and then he gets chainsawed to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Leatherface didn't let him have a few second head starts, but yeah. Well, now we get to where there's there's a few second head start because uh, <laughs> because the the chasing of Sally by Leatherface all throughout again what I don't get to right so she runs you know she runs by she runs up she runs to the house closes the door it's a wooden door the guy's carrying a chainsaw so you're gonna close the door behind you and lean up against the your back up against the door <laughs> I like. Honestly, I was hoping that he just like ripped right, right through the door with that chainsaw right through her too, right there. And it was just like the last half hour of the movie was nothing but Leatherface celebrating over some, you know, fried kidneys or something. But the, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, you know, why would you run back into the that house? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, clearly he lives there. It's probably not a good idea. Right. Well, <laughs> again, this just goes back to the old horror trope, you know, like make it interesting. Yeah. Stra- strapping <laughs> young lads, Kirk and Jerry die instantly, but now it's going to take Sally, you know, the the last thirty five minutes of the film to get chased down by that, you know, and she's she's an expert at hiding. But Leatherface is always going to find her. She's a fucking marathon runner. Yeah, Leather, obviously. But Leatherface is, so is always right behind her. You know, I mean, like, just everything. So, and yeah. And you've seen the spots where he, I think he must have intended to let her get away because it was so obvious at points where he would, like, wave the chainsaw right by her fucking, you know, her head and let her just run in front of him some more. It's like, like, he didn't look like he wanted to run more, but he was willing to do it. Yeah, there was there was a one of the like side notes when I watched it on Amazon that basically said that because the <laughs> actor the actor had lifts in his shoes and they said even with the lifts in his shoes to make him taller he still could easily outrun Sally. <laughs> so they just said to, yeah they just said to make him look I, I guess stupid and incompetent. <laughs> well, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, is it like th- this is an inbred family, so yeah, it, it does not seem like they'd be all that bright. So you know, I mean, it didn't seem like it was that difficult to make him seem incompetent. But anyway, yeah, the whole chase scene ensues. Uh, she ends up back at she ends up running all the way back to the gas station. Like we don't even know how how far that actually <laughs> is, but she ends up back at the gas station because. Jerry, in his brilliance of uh, going to check on Kirk and Pam, took the van keys with him. So, <laughs> hence the reason why Franklin and, and Sally were going through the woods to look for them anyway, because otherwise they were just going to ditch him and pick him up back up on the way after checking on the cemetery stuff anyway. Um, but, yeah, she ends up back at the gas station, and she's hiding, you know, and, and she's being chased through town, or I won't well, even say town, but right up to where they get to the gas station, she's being chased by Leatherface. Multiple times it's been really, you know, near near misses going on with, with Leatherface. She ducks in, 
starts talking to the guy who runs the gas station, who turns out to be Grandfather Sawyer. And, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, you know, you're safe. Come, you know, come have dinner at my house. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, well, he ends, up, he ends up knocking her out because she's... Broom! Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. She's I forgot it. Was, this is the, the broom scene. She's deathly afraid of a broom. <laughs> she got her ass. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was like, these are like a witch broom. Why, why does that hurt so much? Those things are like padding. <laughs> uh, and she had grabbed like a like a foot long knife or something, and he just quickly, easily disarms her with a broom. <laughs> oh, well, you, you know why? Because he can't kill. Mm. She's afraid of getting run over by a. To 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 her, it's like a car accident, getting hit with a broom. <laughs> it's a bitch joke if you didn't get that one. Well, yeah, well, he eventually knocks her out or something with it, I'm thinking, and then he, like, throws her in his truck. Yeah. Except yeah. the hitchhiker on the way home, who turns out he's part of the family, too. Also, on the, all the way home, I have to make note of this, because I thought it was pretty creepy. He keeps stabbing her with that broom the whole way on the drive home while she's on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, dude. She's got to rub that fear in. Yeah. Gotta learn her good. Oh, I swear, he's just getting her ready for what to come. <laughs> and this is the whole family, right? The 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 two dudes I think are brothers, correct? And this is dad. Yes. Hitchhiker guy, hitchhiker guy from earlier. They pick him up. He's like a, he's a brother. Yeah, I think so. And then yeah, dad, and I think the old man is the grandpa. Which, who I thought was dead. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> they have to well, feed him blood to keep him alive, to get him energized. Yeah, that's, that's the fun giving. part. <laughs> when, uh, was, it, was it Pam that went into the room where they were, and then he kind of turned and looked in that? I think that's what freaked her out the most. Was... Yeah, it was one of the chicks who yeah, ran upstairs and found or, no, him and cried for help. Been, yeah, that had to have been Sally. That had to have been Sally. Yeah, she's a couple of dead corpses sitting in chairs. I think yeah. That. Yeah, I thought they were dead at that time, but uh, apparently not because they they drag uh, Sally in there. She's tied up. They're like, "Go get get Grandpa down." <laughs> this is the freaking part of the movie. I yeah, this is the girlfriend's part. Yeah, the they, dinner, right? That's <laughs> all we gotta say. Yeah, they uh, cut Sally's finger, and they just let Grandpa suckle on it for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's old. He looks like you left, uh, I don't know, a bratwurst out in the sun. That's yeah. what his skin looks like. He looks like he's wearing a freaking dead mask. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks He looks like he's sipped from the wrong grail in The Last Crusade. Yeah, basically. He's all dried up and, and fucked up, suckling on Sally's bloody finger. And then she kind of, I don't know, she like it passes out from terror briefly or something. And then the screamy starts, correct? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, long, yeah. long freakout scene. This is where it gets really creepy because you start watching the dad's face and how he's smiling at how they're like kind of like making fun of her while she's screaming. And the dad is, honestly, I'm watching his face. I'm like, that's the creepiest shit in this whole movie so far. Because it looks so crazy looking, and I think he did a good job. 
Yeah, he's like he's like a insane but proud father. <laughs> laughing nervously, you know. That's yeah. it. They're, they're going to try and have Grandpa brain Sally with the sledgehammer, and he can't hold the hammer. <laughs> it's too weak to hold the hammer. hilarious and worst part of the movie. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't that a nice family moment? They're like, Grandpa used to love this. Let's give him one more, one more whack. Well, I'm watching, but you know, Leatherface hold his arm and swing it down while he misses constantly. And yeah. This chick is going to complete hell, being held down while basically trying to be beat to death. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, this is so hilarious and so torturous at the same time. That yes, it was yeah. brilliant, I thought. It, yeah, yeah it's well it, done. Like, you can't even hold the hammer at first. And then eventually, no. yeah, the, the hitchhiker holds his hand and starts swing, you know, try, trying to help him swing it. Then as he's swinging it, he starts dropping the hammer. <laughs> yeah, and she's just there screaming with her head down. Can't even see when she's going to get clubbed next. Grandpa's just half, I mean, he's, I mean, it's like a corpse trying to move a man, you know, he's trying to move a mannequin to hit someone with it. It's like, it's yeah. Not Imagine the crypt keeper trying to hit somebody yeah. with a sledgehammer. That would have broke its arm right off. Yeah. <laughs> and then she does, I don't even see how, I guess they just, sick of, the, sick of the shenanigans, she kind of just wiggles free and runs the fuck out of there, like jumps out the window. Yeah, and which was not up, the, oh. not not the first time that she jumped out a window either, because that's how she escaped from him before. Oh, that is true. To to run into town, she just like jumped through the, sec- the second story window and landed on the ground, and then ran in ran to the ran to the gas station with Leatherface chasing her. And the uh, hitchhiker guy slicing her up in the back the whole way through while she's running, also. <laughs> that's when the, the the semi comes notices what's happening she breaks away the semi scorns the hitchhiker guy brother yeah, yeah. like he gets all uh what is it an 18 wheeler he gets about nine of them yeah yep Dunk. yep just crushed with leather face uh right behind coming out with the chainsaw like the <laughs> the driver <laughs> Poor driver, you know, he's just a working man. He's not ready for this. She's covered in blood, screaming, Leatherface is coming. They, like, go through the cab and out the other side to escape. <laughs> well, before that, though, he's trying to stop through the door. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> Great. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're eating human meat, because the dad was supposedly the cook of the family... You didn't do the killing, so I'm guessing they're all uh, cannibals. So I'm sure that doesn't make you any smarter eating a human. But <laughs> no, no, yeah, he tries to cut through the door so they get out the other side, like run around the back end. When uh, another guy comes through on the road, pickup driver guy, Sally just hops in the bed, starts screaming like, "Go, screaming. go, go!" Screaming, you're safe. Yeah. yeah. Screaming, <laughs> screaming the entire way. Yeah. Oh, I get it. You've seen some tra- crazy shit, but God, this should be a moment of freaking, le- you know, levity or something. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, and I should give props to uh to semi truck driver guy. He does uh club Leatherface with a, with a big old pipe wrench, which uh 
knocks him to the ground. He chops up his own leg a little oh, bit. Oh, that was a good-looking cut because you saw some fat come out of that leg. Yeah. Jeez. That helps give them time to escape. And then we uh, then we see the, the famous uh, Leatherface dance at the end, and and that's it. Here we are, Le- dancing in the sunset. Roll yeah, credits. Roll credits. It's quite a decent... If you guys haven't watched the other Texas Chainsaws, it's quite nice spinoffs of it, actually, that they come up with. With the family, it's not completely the same. So I think you guys would be like it a little bit like that. Well, know? we are. I have not seen any of them yet. Uh, this was the first one that I had seen out of any of them. So, but we are going to go through and do the entire series. So we got nine more weeks of this. Damn. <laughs> yeah, you guys. I think a lot of it will be kind of fun. I'm excited because, uh, like, uh, inbred hillbillies are one of my uh, top three fears in real life. I just, I just assume this is what they do to you, is try to rape you and eat you or kill you. I would guess. I mean, that's why I left where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> As did we all. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, it, was a, it was a slow burn, which I kind of liked. I don't know why it works better in the old movies. Um, I didn't mind that you didn't get your first real kill to like 30 plus minutes in. Uh, the budget was low as hell, which you can kind of tell at times. They were, uh, I'm glad they made a shitload of money and made more of these films because I like it so far. I uh, well, oh, go ahead, Scott. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the next one didn't come out for another 12 years. So, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 took, was was released in 1986. So it took them a while for it really to to catch on, but it did you know it, it has caught on unlike Halloween where they came out with the second one in what 19 the first one was 78, the second one was 80 or 81, which was mainly just getting you know getting production stuff set up, so I will say that the uh, part two uh, Leatherface mask is one I re- kind of refuse to uh, attempt to make because of how pain in the ass it looks to do. He literally wearing ears and shit at the bottom of his mask, ears and lips and everything. I'm like, oh my God, I have to make all this shit for it just to do one. And I was like, I don't want to ever have to make one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I did pretty lady Leatherface. I've done original Leatherfaces, but yeah, I didn't that pretty much. Yeah, I was gonna ask where where would you put like the the leather face masks in the hierarchy of of horror masks? Uh, since it's skin, I mean, you know, shameless promotion. I mean, you know, you know, with this girl that her son bought, like she or the mom bought the, her her young son at Crypticon last year, like something like six seven masks of ours in one day. And she already contacted us because he wants to enter. He won last year for a costume contest as Chucky. He's a young kid. He looked awesome. But this year he wants to go as Leatherface. So she's like, can you make this one? It's from the remake. I'm like, I've made one of them, but it kind of sucks. Not as great as I'd like. And all of a sudden my partner jumps on saying, well, you know, basically here's what we got. They're all basically Leatherface. It's skin masks. And she found Found one, and he's gonna wear it for a costume contest this year with the whole get up again because he they love it. The little kid is like our biggest fan, biggest buyer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love him. So, Hell yeah, yeah, man. 
Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess we get this pretty well wrapped up here. Um, you talk magic or not? I... <laughs> we can throw it on in some magic talk. I don't know what... Yeah, I, I, I'd be sure or whatever. Under, or we can do 10 oh, minutes. We, we, got, we, got, we got this here yet, though, too. What was everybody's favorite death? Oh... <laughs> You know, that's one thing I think they were obviously protecting, not showing how gross they could make this movie in the first one. I mean, I'm, I was, you know, I would expect to see skin everywhere and all that stuff, and there wasn't a lot of gore, really. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was pretty well unheard of in the in the early, you know, mid '70s for that. Yeah, I get it, but god dang, they, I mean, those early images, even of those uh, screwed up graveyard people, they took out of grave robberies or whatever. That shit was pretty gory looking. You know, we just never seen any more of it. But so I don't know. I'll let someone else go. Maybe it'll refresh me better. Oh, Frank Franklin for yep, me. Yeah, the wheelchair. <laughs> wheelchair just, wheels had to go. Just just because just because it was so well deserved from building up the character in the you know, from from what they built the character into in the early movie to when he was gutted by Leatherface. Uh, it was by far the most deserved, and not many movie deaths make me actually want to applaud, but that one did. Yep, and uh, it reminds me of that one dude from Jason Part Five that was trying to give the candy bar away. He got axed to hell in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's my favorite dude. I mean. Leatherface could have just did a slight prick of a, like a minor artery and let him bleed out, and I'd have been happy as a best kill, just as long as he died. <laughs> yeah, but it, the way it looked, yeah, it looked like he actually got like gutted. Yeah, like like Sally was in danger of of the of the bar of the chainsaw going through Franklin. Yeah, he was my favorite as well, and yeah, it wasn't bloody, and they. They might have did it just because their their budget was so low, right? Like they did the weird angle where Leatherface is thrusting a chainsaw at him, but you're like looking over Franklin's shoulder, so you don't like see it <laughs> actually like going into his guts and stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, when you think, you know, also you're talking again mid '70s, so there is no real CGI, so you'd have had to have built that out of you know actual physical props, so. Tom Savini was around, I'm sure, back then. He probably could have did it totally well. He's one of the best known for that stuff. (laughs) Practical effects, guys. All right. I guess, yeah. We got some some magic talk. All right. Um, I know we got Wilds of Eldraine coming out soon. Uh, Pre-release, I think, is actually uh, not... Yeah, I actually think it's the weekend coming up here when this will be released is actually going to be the pre-release for Wilds of Eldraine, which then the set will release, I believe, the the next weekend after that, which would be Labor Day weekend. Um, Have you guys looked at any of the spoilers for Wilds of Eldraine? Because I have not. Yeah. I had a top five listed, and then I... I don't know where it went. Because <laughs> I, 
I don't even know that they have the full set list. Yeah, the full spoilers out yet. I looked at them. Your I thoughts? Didn't. Do you did you like what you see? One tough cookie, food golem. Enough <laughs> said. Was that real? I thought that was like no, a that, fake that's card. an uncommon. It no, looks it, like it, it would be from Infinity, yes, but it's not. It, it it is real again. They're going back to Eldraine, which is like the 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 it's the plane that is tale, fairy right? tale based. Oh. Uh, but yeah, there is still what sixty. The mythic spoilers is at one seventy two out of two thirty three. So they don't have everything out yet. That that is there. So. Um. I, I did see the the one tough cookie that you posted to the group chat. <laughs> Mother Goose is another one. Mother Goose. Ooh. So yeah, if you think about like a, I don't know, battling up against like a royal assassin, you would think a royal assassin, you know, could handle itself in a one on one fight, you know, even if it isn't somebody sick. So. Pluck that goose. <laughs> yeah, he slices his neck right off. So, I mean, I do see a card here that I like, which is the Lich Knight's Conquest. One black and four sorcery. Sacrifice any number of artifacts, enchantments, and or tokens. Return that many creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. That looks pretty interesting. Okay, yeah. Black's, Black's patent. Yeah. Mother Goose is a bird hydra. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just the goose anymore. And it gets that pay X. It enters with X plus one plus one counters on it. So it's a flying bird hydra. <laughs> That's kind of absurd. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Tough cookie. Two, two for two. When tough cookie enters the battlefield, create a food token, which is pay two. It's an artifact with pay two. Tap it. Sacrifice the artifact. You gain three life. You pay three, a green and two mana target non-creature artifact you control becomes a 4-4 four, four artifact creature until the end of turn, and then Tough Cookie also treats itself as a food token. I mean, it's not terrible, but Jesus. Just, just the <laughs> Rough Cookie, for Christ's Right, right. <laughs> what, are we, yeah. uh, what is this, Mario Brothers? And I always hated food tokens. I don't know why. I know. All the new, all this different... <sighs> Can we just bring back some of the old abilities for a few sets? Just so, you know, don't got to make any new ones. We all know what they do. I mean. <laughs> uh, they are starting to get a little bit. I, I mean, I shouldn't say they're starting to. They, it's been that way for a while. Things are a little bit ridiculous. This is so off-putting. I mean, I still haven't bought a single pack of double, was it Masters? At Command. All. Commander Master. Masters. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's there's nothing there's nothing in there that hasn't I mean there's no new cards in there. It's all there, it's all reprints. It is, and then I'm just watching the prices and I've got my old original version of these same cards they're remaking just dropping in half and it's just like it kills me. It's like I don't want to support that. You know. They're bringing back manlands though. That's kinda interesting in this. So they have enemy colored manlands. In, in Wilds of Eldraine here, so. 
kind of like the uh, like wooded foothill or not wooded foothills, but blah, oh, creepy. tree tap, tree tap village. Very oh, okay, wave. from the so, old school. Okay. Yeah, well, it's well. These are, uh, I mean, they come into play tapped. There is a green, black, white, black, red, white, red, blue, and green, blue ones. And then you pay. Was it four? The 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 green, black one is pay a black, a green, and two. It becomes a four four black and green horror creature until end of turn. It's still a land. And whenever it attacks, create a food token and exile up to one target card from a graveyard. Um, <laughs> it's just too much to me, honestly. Some of these cards is this. The abilities are just like. I mean, you have three creatures that have three different abilities like that. It's so hard to keep track of on people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of the that's one of the weirder ones. I mean, like that, like. The, the the white black land, um, you know, you pay a white black and two, it becomes a one four white and black creature until end of turn, and whenever it attacks, defending player loses two life and you gain two life. Like that's not that bad. Yeah. It's a wall. Like an attack. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention Chuck uses wall of ice in his vintage deck. Very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> can stop just about anything it does too trust me so yeah I, I don't know i mean i guess once we get the full set we could probably do a little bit more of it but yeah i i've i've not like i said i i kind of pieced together the vintage deck i haven't decided whether i'm going to actually order the stuff that i need for it or not what color is he thinking because i've got a lot of original legends just letting you know well, I I got white, green, blue. I, I get what I what I got was Rubinia Soul Singer. Okay. Which so, I have I have an Italian copy of her. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's a. I think Pana made five vintage decks. I think he did. Whoa. And I believe uh, pretty much anything that had white in them had freaking all circle protection colors in each one of those. And if we ever did, really annoying shit he pulled on us. I tell you, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, that's all right. I mean, he, he's just, I mean, that's just the, those are just the decks that he builds. Yeah, he needs that win at any cost. So he's either going <laughs> to build a horde army deck or make the game take forever. Basically, he usually does all of those in one. <laughs> Keeps himself alive for some got why he does. His draw base is huge. Yeah, he always has like 90 cards in his hand. Yeah, well, that's just because he cheats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, this, this card says I just... <laughs> I draw cards and win the game. No, Basically, it doesn't. Have I you actually read? Re-read it? <laughs> have you have you read the card? Yeah, it says I draw cards and win the game. No, actually read it. You oh, draw I, cards and lose. <laughs> I, I draw I draw a card. Yeah, you don't win the game. <laughs> I had to bust him on a few of those cards. It does happen occasionally. Yeah, right? somebody's gonna be like, "What's what's the next sentence say?" And it's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh yeah." There's also a downside to this card. Okay, forget we don't have to. We don't announce that to anyone. <laughs> it's be a surprise, you know. 
Well, if I don't, if I don't say it out loud, it doesn't happen, right? <laughs> until it happens. <laughs> well, right, but I mean, until you until you catch me on it, you know, I mean, it's not it's not cheating until I get caught. Yeah, and then we just <laughs> lose all respect for you. <laughs> Let me just make fun of you on a podcast. <laughs> we give you the butt award. What's been the uh, what's been the most commonly played card thus far in oh, vintage? Uh, I mean, we see multiples, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the one game it was me and some, Russ, and I think it was Chuck and Pana, or maybe it was Russ and Pana. So they both had icy manipulators in play. Which, if you think vintage, that card is very powerful. It was so yeah. Yeah, that, that that would be annoying. That was the card that probably really annoyed me. Even Tapana's circle protections. I mean, they're they're dumb, but you know, we get counter spell wasn't up there. <laughs> one count, you get one counter spell, bro. Deck. I mean, that in a spell blast. There's not many counter spells in the vintage. I mean, you got yeah, you got mana drain, you got force spike, you got counter spell, power sink, spell blast. I mean, spell blast would be the most difficult one to play. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Remove soul. Um, yeah. Yep. Remove soul. I mean, it's, it's just not more than what, five, six, seven of them in that whole entire series. So I'm sure Pat could really get behind it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it sounded pretty awesome. Yeah. No, you see the basics. You don't see people saying, "Let me read your card." Well, Chuck has to read my card because it'll be like a preacher or some shit that he already has but he still has to read it to make sure i don't know why but other than that <laughs> you know, two abilities everybody knows what every card does i mean the game actually does go pretty good and quick um for something because everything sucks i mean yeah people be playing like chuck played force of nature someone played uh lord of the pit and yeah, just watch him sit back and like just kill this shit or waste it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> it's a risk Yep. Well, I will say one thing, and I know it's true for all of us. I know our magic collections get us tons of pussy. Oh, stop. I mean, I just, I became a priest since. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was, that was in reference to. Exactly. Like, Lane telling me that he's get he can he's sure that my magic collection gets me tons of pussy. So that that's that's been a an ongoing joke since he since he said that. As everybody knows, you know. Oh, look at Post Malone. I mean, he motherfucker's rich. I'm sure he gets plenty. Big about magic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, we even say, like, when we're playing Xbox and we'll say something, you know, it'll be like, oh, I bet your movie knowledge gets you tons of pussy. <laughs> yeah. Between between me and Bong, so. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. It, it's just been, it's been a running joke for a long time, so. I hear that. All right, well, I guess I don't have anything else. You guys got anything else? To, no, to... thanks again for having me. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, yeah, we'll thanks you, for coming on. Yeah, Appreciate we will see you at Crypticon, if not earlier than that. I hope we can get a game in before, but, but you know, it, it's timing. I get it. Well, you're right, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, then you got everything else going on for Halloween season, too, after that. I know. So. Oh, boy. 
All right. Well, uh, this is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and DeGeese podcast where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks.